Hello, welcome everyone. I'm Bruce. I'm Greg. And I'm Casey. Together, we will dive into the mysterious world of the hit TV show, Supernatural. Join us as we follow Sam and Dean on some crazy adventures, as we break down episode by episode and have some fun along the way. Today's episode, Season 2, Episode 13, Houses of the Holy, premiered on February 1st, 2007, directed by Kim Manners and written by Sarah Gamble. We are natural, natural, natural friends. 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 We've got our pal Greg, we've got our guy Bruce, they've got their other friend who's pretty cool. We're gonna spend some time with Sam and Dean, we're gonna kill some monsters and break down a scene. Super natural friends. Super natural friends. Remember, spoilers ahead. Did I miss it, or were there no Led Zeppelin references in this other than the title? So, technically, there were two. Okay. One, there was a song in this episode that was supposed to be a Led Zeppelin song. Um, I think Netflix changed it to Hair of the Dog, whenever Dean's on the, on the bed. Yeah, there was supposed to be a Led Zeppelin song there. Um, gotcha. And then... So I found out this fun fact um, on the album Houses of the Holy. There's a song called No Quarter. Oh, my God. <laughs> that can't be a coincidence. <laughs> no, they, they were very focused on that. Uh huh. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's like a that's like a deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. This week on Supernatural, Sam and Dean investigate multiple mysterious murders in which the murderers believe they were guided by an angel. Sam believes them because he's afraid of turning evil. Dean does not believe them because his mom died. Dean's suspicion that this was just another spirit turns out to be correct, but he later witnesses a horrific freak accident which makes him believe in God. This episode starts us off in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, where we see Gloria um, just, you know, enjoying her night, watching some television before... Just her whole place starts shaking. That first show she was watching was kind of weird. I don't even remember what they're talking about, but it was a something strange was going on. <laughs> I don't have to find the clip. It, it looks like that show was the Drew Carey show. That was Drew Carey show. <laughs> it would have been Mimi saying, "Don't touch that troll." What episode was that? What do you know? What date that would have been on? Uh, no, and I, <laughs> I really want to find it because I used to love the Drew Carey show. So we cut to a hospital where gloria is now looking much healthier really sam the orderly walks in to see how she's doing i thought it was neat that he came in as like a staff member in this one because it feels like hospitals in the past they just make up something really stupid about having to like uh inspect or do something like that but this time he was like no i work here i would really like to see how he played that off to the rest of the (laughs) staff though yeah (laughs) You're a big, easily recognizable guy. Where'd you come from? <laughs> oh, and also, where's your identification? <laughs> right. How'd you get in here? <laughs> What'd you do with the guy who normally brings in her lunch? <laughs> but it turns out Gloria is there because she uh, stabbed a man in the heart because it was God's will and an angel told her to do it. She was so happy. That's messed up about this episode. <laughs> She's just going to believe that for the rest of her life. <laughs> and also be more or less in prison slash psych ward, whatever. 
And she believes the angel told her to kill the man because he was guilty of something, but she has no idea what, but she was given a sign next to his door. Have you guys ever tried one of those massaging beds before? No. I've used a mall chair massager before. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And those are, those are amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, those are fantastic. <laughs> but that it's not the same technology for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I think about when I see those beds uh, is the, uh, the Simpsons when they race them. <laughs> I can't believe they were ever a real thing. That's so bizarre. It That's makes sense, it. though. Like, Does it? Every, everyone's tired from traveling all day. You're sore. That's not what it's for, right? <laughs> That's I what I interpreted it as. <laughs> Bruce, did you see the decor of the hotel room? I didn't look that closely. Sexy lady silhouettes. Oh. And oh. Uh, like, a, like a big, pretty much nude woman above the bed. How what? many How many beds were there? You know, I don't know if there were two beds in that room. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, it's, see, teens gotta lay low so they they can't get two beds that'll raise suspicions. <laughs> I'm glad they talked about that um, to kind of like keep us going from last episode. Like um, that was a really big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they did a decent job for not having a previously on this episode where they used a little bit of exposition, but not too much to just say you're wanted by the FBI. Or like, I'm not the one wanted by the FBI for being a bank robber. And it's like, you don't need to know the whole story. You just need to know one of these brothers is a wanted man. It comes up that uh, Dean doesn't think that angels are real and destroys Sam's life by telling him that unicorns are also not real. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's dumb on both accounts. It's hard to prove a negative. And, you know, if he ever sees a horse with a horn from its head, He's going to feel real silly, you know? <laughs> I do. I do genuinely. Not the unicorn thing, but I do genuinely think he's pretty dumb. Where it's like, ghosts? Yeah. Demons? Sure. Angels? No. Like, it's just like you draw a line and for some reason that's where you drew it. After demons, but before angels. I get where he's coming from because that's not where he's drawn the his line. Mom died. Well, no. He, had, um, he also laughed off vampires before. Until that's true, but he had proof that they were real, right? But then didn't didn't we learn something then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no. that's where it's starting to bother you... me. Wait. <laughs> no, it's continue to laugh at stuff until you know they're real. <laughs> that's where I'm like it's starting to bother me because we it's so many times we're like oh that's just a wives' tale that's just a and then it, it turns out it's a real thing. Like at this point, why rule anything out? <laughs> In this conversation with Gloria, Sam found out that she got a sign from the angel at this guy's door and they go to check it out. And it's just like a plastic angel on the porch. Do you think that was actually the sign or do you think there was like the glowing light that existed that everyone else saw? Yeah, it was the glowing light. But so here's what kind of threw me off just in the whole episode. Um, There was the glowing light, which probably came from that angel for her. Then when we see our next guy, there's the glowing light that came comes from like the angel fountain in the yard. But then when Sam sees the guy that he's supposed to kill, it's just coming from a headlight. Mm. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, but they did. They did. They showed another angle that showed that Dean's perspective of the headlight was not nearly the same. Uh, so it's definitely the 
something with the light is showing to these people. Um, but I get what you're saying, Casey. You you thought there there's something specific to angels, right? They had like made a trend of angels being involved in this sign, and then just bailed on it for Sam. <laughs> I think Dean was um, kind of convinced himself nothing was going on at this point because of the plastic angel. Um, so like Dean was ready to leave, and then Sam walked around the side and realized the foundation clue was literal, and thank goodness. Gloria gave him that word for word. And thank goodness the angel gave it word for word. Like it's, so, <laughs> it's unnecessary. He's a very bad guy is all you needed to say. Um, so that's fortunate. Yeah, it worked out. And we head into the basement and find a fingernail and a skeleton. <laughs> it's, when he was looking into that wall and I was like, oh, I wonder what this could be. And he pulls out and he just casually, it's just a fingernail. Yep. I, just, I, I would not have reacted that way. I really I hate that idea. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Fingernails and walls, fingernails and coffins, like any any ugh, it's too much. Did they just pick a random spot again and find a dead body? That's how my boys do, Bruce. It's fine. Or was there a reason they dug there? I, I think they dug next to where they found the fingernail. Was it? Okay. They just have, have a good record. Yeah, they're just lucky. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, Bruce. I just I don't yeah. let it bother me. <laughs> Would it have improved the show for you if, like, when you get the shot of them finding the skeleton, there were also like three empty holes around that area? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, it it definitely didn't bother me until we started talking about it. Or <laughs> like, a quick wait scene a minute <laughs> of them digging, and they do one big shovel full, and they like accidentally chop the chop off the foot at the ankle. It's like, oh like, shoot, it must be over here. <laughs> I would feel better if they dug, there was nothing, they did it one more time, there was nothing, and then they got it. Like, I need a whole five minutes devoted to this Because we already <laughs> don't have a previously on. We don't have time for this. <laughs> then we're teleported to Zach's room, where we get to hang out on the bed, reading some comics, drinking some liquor, uh, before he also gets to experience the strange earthquake thing, before also seeing the angel. Was he in the act of reading... Like you said, reading comics. Was he at that moment reading? Because I, I was thrown off, but it looked like he was <laughs> drinking alone like Greg does. Um, <laughs> but just laying down in bed and just staring up, like doing nothing. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. And then he had the comic like laying on his chest. Oh, okay. So maybe he just kind of zoned out. Okay. Yeah. Because well, isn't he, a, he's, he's the drunk. Yeah. So maybe we're supposed to just think that he's just like. In a drunken stupor. Yeah. And then his face was really interesting when the light showed up um, because like I thought he was going to be terrified, but his face really didn't show being scared. It was a kind of a cool choice because it was like kind of this like in, in well, maybe him being drunk <laughs> helped this, um, but it was like he was scared, but he was also interested. He felt peace. He saw an angel. Yeah, yeah he felt the- he felt grace. Then Zach decides. It's time to go for a walk, see an angel, introduce himself, and stab a man. When he opened that door, I I try I tried to think about how I open my door when strangers come to mine. Like now I definitely don't because you know COVID. But before, if you open it up, like I think I almost back up. Like I, he was so close to that person being in his He's doorway. Very close to him. Yeah. You're, you're saying you're a little more paranoid, Bruce? 
Or... I don't think I, I, I'm not usually, I'm probably more trusting than I should be. Um, but I, I think I naturally give space between Yeah, just like a, per, a personal space thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, mm. uh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So no, maybe was, my yeah. brain's like, you shouldn't be too close to this person because they might have a knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you guys noticed this thing where Dean makes like a broad joke about something? And then later in the episode, he'll make a much more narrow joke um, about the same topic. Could you give me a for instance, Casey? <laughs> for instance, in this episode. So earlier, he uh, references Touched by an Angel, the uh, <laughs> hit television show. Um, and then after Zach kills this guy, um, when he's talking about it, he says, uh, Roma Downey made him do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you guys know who Roma Downey is? I assume something to do with Touched by Angel. Yeah, now, she was but... on Touched by an Angel. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely a common thing that he does. Because remember, he did it once with um, The Shining, too. He referenced The Shining directly and then made a reference to The Shining later. You got to get your, your audiences warmed up to the to the bit. Right. <laughs> I was curious really quick. Um, and I was like, Touched by an Angel was so long ago. And I mean... It it still is, but uh, the finale was in two thousand three, so mm-hmm. it really it was kind of still in the minds of like America. We're just Dean. So they head over to the victim's house, and we get an appearance from our favorite Sam the Hacker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I lo- they had no explanation. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Did they have an explanation how he got that password? Nope. <laughs> just click, they click, just click. showed him typing in the correct password. <laughs> like, they didn't even pretend to have some sort of hacker man program running or anything. Just, just bloop, typed bloop. it in. I don't remember who was this house or not, but they at one point they broke in by using a knife for the yeah. lock. And I just wanted to say that I've uh, I've done that, and that's a thing you can do. <laughs> I was breaking into my own house. But <laughs> so just to clarify again, though, it's you locked yourself out of your own house. Yeah, you, yeah. you didn't have a. A terrified wife in there or something. <laughs> I don't know where to put this, so I'll just ask outright. Have you guys ever seen the movie Frailty? I'll read the quick synopsis for you. It's uh, a mysterious man arrives at the offices of an FBI agent and recounts his childhood, how his religious fanatic father received visions telling him to destroy people who were, in fact, demons. And I'll have to give it a rewatch because I straight up don't remember how it ended, but it was... Similar to this in that this guy like was either insane and going on a murder rampage or he was killing demons. And you know, part of the suspense was that you didn't know which was like whether or not it was correct. So I recommend it, although I don't remember how it ends. So <laughs> it might be awful. Yeah, maybe it ends terribly. So while they're at Frank's place, they figure out what these victims have in common. Uh, they all attended the church, Our Lady of the Angels. So it's time to go to church. These type of, uh, what do you call them? Not disguises, but... Covers. Ruses, covers. Um, always make me nervous because I don't know anything about church. So I picture myself in that scenario. <laughs> they did a good job with the tension of like, oh, you're from such and such place? Oh, I know Father so-and-so down there. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I said. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Wouldn't it be easier for them just to pretend that 
they don't know a, a church like that they just were thinking about coming to ch- you know does that make any sense yeah that they were thinking about going to a church so they don't have to come up with a, <laughs> a story yeah the only idea i could come up with was that like that was their way of getting past that initial icebreaker of like hey we're part of the club it's cool for you to open up to us you don't have to try to sell us on coming here you know yeah that's true if they pretend to be two guys off the streets who don't know anything about religion like me then they're in for a three-hour teaching of christ (laughs) but it's just like no i want you to tell me about this town that has gone to seed which have you guys ever heard that phrase before no (laughs) no gone to seed so apparently it comes from the idea in gardening when um uh, the flowers are not blooming and the leaves have fallen off the trees so it, it's essentially saying that something is past its prime huh. so my dude's just up there saying that this town is past its prime <laughs> <laughs> they head outside and see the little uh, memorial to father gregory who died on those stairs after he was shot for his car keys Woof. They they were really like hammering in that this town is going to seed. Going to seed. That, yeah. <laughs> at this point. Like, oh, just random drive-bys now at priests. <laughs> like Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's I mean, I don't know anything about the criminal underworld, but I think <laughs> even the most desperate people do not straight up murder a priest. Like, yeah, sure, maybe try to take his car keys, but goodness. even if he's like not in his word for priest outfit (laughs) like killing a guy on just church stairs is crazy it's a bad town somebody must have burned a tree i think that's what happened here (laughs) craig let go (laughs) it's like eight years ago (laughs) but during that conversation it's also revealed that father gregory didn't get his last rites do you know what i learned about last rites Hmm. absolutely nothing go look at the wikipedia article for last rites it's the most confusing thing i've ever read i was i was curious if uh like for example the the straight up words he was using were like correct or whatever but man i've always been curious about last rites and and the concept of uh all right so there's this dying person you give them last rights there's this other dying person and oh you didn't get there in time like what does that do what does it mean what's it for yeah that's what i wanted to know i feel like you're going down a slippery slope as far as catholicism goes in general (laughs) but i mean i like so it's supposed to be significant that um father gregory didn't get his last rights and my curiosity was like why yeah can they do it to a dead person? Nope. That was one of the few things that was made clear in that. <laughs> you understood? <laughs> That's all. it's it's one of I think it's just one of those Hollywood plot points, tropes, if you will, that don't really is not one hundred percent true. <laughs> like this this spirit doesn't really need last rites in order to move on, but it's fun for a plot, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There was one there thing I read that it was like the guy said like a lot of times that does bring people to peace before they die Mm. like that's what i was thinking like i wonder if it's he just needed to hear it for himself oh i like that because that even after he died and he did it for his ghost that still makes sense like kind of psychologically he died in a violent way which is what kept him there like all the other spirits we've seen but then the last rites got him to let go it's not that not getting the last rites made him a ghost okay 
So when Dean hears all this about Father Gregory dying to him, it's just they have all their answers. It's a clear case of a vengeful spirit, which gets some more argument between Sam and Dean. Dean referring to Sam as 700 Club, which is really cool. Do you guys remember <laughs> 700 Club? I think it still exists. It, oh, it's still, it definitely still exists on Freeform. I was always so mad when it came on when I was a kid. Do you know they have no control over that? In what way? I think I remember that. You were seeing something or reading. So 700 Club was originally on this like Christian network that got sold. I don't even remember who. But in that first sale is when it was part of the contract that like 700 Club will air on this channel indefinitely, no matter what the name of this channel is. <laughs> That's interesting. And it just it still has to be honored. That's a hell of a contract. Yeah. It'd be on at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, yeah, I think it has, day. To, has to air two or three times a day. And one of them is always 11 p.m. So apparently Freeform started putting up um, some uh, disclaimers in front of the episodes. <laughs> um, do you guys want to hear some examples? Yes, please. Oh, man. <laughs> Freeform is not responsible for what is about to appear on your screen. Watch or don't watch. We're okay either way. <laughs> the people at Freeform would like you to know that we did not make this next program. We haven't even seen it. Wow. If you're looking for us, we'll be over at the Freeform app and Freeform on demand for a little while. <laughs> so, is Freeform is the name of the channel? Is it yes. also religious affiliated or is it no. like a completely new thing that just has to do this now? So, yeah, Freeform used to be ABC Family. Yeah. Oh, I man, I'm way off. I'm not way off, but Fox I'm I'm family? way behind. Yeah, yeah it used to be Fox yeah. Family. That's what I remember. Yeah. But anyway, um, we get to the reveal that Sam prays every day. I think you know, man. So um, Father Gregory is interred, in, sorry, entombed inside the church. So they start heading into the tomb, and Sam starts to see a shaking angel, and then he thinks he sees a real angel. I thought we were getting something along the lines of his powers during this. Like I thought he was having a vision. I thought he was maybe doing something different that we hadn't seen. So it was a little weird to me when it was just like, Oh, he's just getting the same thing, but maybe it was because he was more connected to the supernatural. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I got that feeling, especially the vision of the, the angel, the stone angel shaking um, really felt like there was something going on there um but no he's just kind of victimized by this spirit like the rest of them what i found interesting um and they kind of touch on it a little bit but i don't think they hammer it home too much is the fact that sam was chosen um oh and, yeah and the spirit chooses people that he feels need to be redeemed um so yeah i just think i mean we've talked about it back in like even the first season sam's need to feels this need to redeem himself and we're starting to touch on it a lot more now and i just think it's really cool that that was the plot point that was chosen for this yeah it's really because uh when it first happens i immediately think oh because sam is the believer he's he's Mm -hmm. but then i was like think back to the hooker and the drunk and i'm like well how religious were they um but then later on it kind of foot stomps like oh you you needed to be redeemed i was like oh that makes sense um, so Sam, just like all the other people, um, got this message that there's someone he has to go kill. He doesn't know what they're supposed to do. They haven't done it yet, and he has to stop it. Sam's convinced that this is a real angel, and 
he says something really interesting, which is maybe that they need to stop hunting it. Was it Sam that like tries to talk logic about? I, I think it was Sam to the spirit was saying like there there's people out there who are locked up because they they murdered for this thing. So that is a real good reason to hunt this thing down. If mm. if bad people were just up and dying, then yeah, maybe you're right. But you're, you're taking Mary out style. good people to do yeah. so. Yeah. Um, and this is where we get the. I think we find out why both of them are such believers in this, right? Oh no, I'm sorry. This is where we, this is where we get Dean's side. Um, so Dean is so ag- much against believing in anything because um, he just feel like he's seen too much evil in the world, and that that stuff wouldn't happen if there was a God and there were angels. I was kind of, I think, split on this um, yeah, statement. One, like I understand he's. Like every episode, we're dealing with something evil. Something evil killed his mother. Blah blah blah. Um, but at the same time, I was in my in the same uh, headspace where I was like, "Wait, but you guys, you guys see weird stuff all the time. <laughs> Why can't you believe that there's something good out there as well?" Yeah, I mean that's always going to be my my thought. As soon as Dean disbelieves, I'm like, exactly what you just said. Like you see these things all the time. But I do like the idea of them arguing about like the higher power part of it, because I think that's really what we're getting at yeah. when it comes down to it. It's not specifically about the angels. It's like whether there is that greater good out there. I can't decide if it's playing into it too much or not, but either way, I like it. Um, this idea that um, I can't remember the ex- exact words, but like the last thing that their mom said to Dean was something about like angels watching over them. And then she gets Dice. murdered on the ceiling <laughs> by a demon. <laughs> I do like to think that that's foreshadowing, though. Watch out for angels in the future. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think I'm also heavily influenced by the movie Constantine and or graphic novel Constantine because the existence of demons just makes me say, well, of course there's angels. There's demons. But no matter what they say here, uh, it's not going to change Dean's mind because Dean has the proof. There's Wormwood growing around father gregory's grave is that something that we've come across before or did we just or did he have to tell us that that was new that was new for us i i think they specified something else but they, they started off saying like wormwood it's a symbol for death I'm like okay yeah, i think he said it's like a spirit who's not at rest there you go and i like the plan that dean comes up with here i know how to convince you it's a spirit seance sam has a zinger he said something like let's call Whoopi." And yeah, I did not get that reference. I did not get this reference either. I'll have to watch it's the movie. To um uh wait 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 no I got it I got it because you're not allowed to do it in class. Ghost yes yeah yeah Ghost. yeah it's from Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not know she was in that movie as a uh, what a psychic pseudo psych a fake psychic. Huh. Um, so I'll have to give that a watch. They go to get their materials and decide to use uh, SpongeBob placemat as an altar cloth. It works. Okay, so they're at a church. You're telling me there's not an altar cloth somewhere in that church? <laughs> I mean, they probably just didn't want to steal one. Borrow it. <laughs> we'll put it back, we promise. <laughs> but while they're out shopping, Sam sees the guy who he's supposed to murder. And again, I think a good plan by Dean. He doesn't know like how under this thing spell Sam is. So he just mm-hmm. completely separates him from it. I think that was really smart on his part. 
that was a very good move because that at first I, you know just like sam i thought they were getting in the car together and it's like oh that makes sense like try and figure out what's going on and he's like nah we can kill two birds with one stone and keep you separated and you get the spirit genius they're always thinking on their feet these winchesters <laughs> at this point i was really curious how how much like um power this angel or whatever had over them. Like I was almost expecting Sam, like having a need to go kill him, but it was really like, apparently just their want to do something good and follow Mm -hmm. uh, the request or whatever, because Sam just like, I guess I'll just go do a seance instead. I subscribe to the theory that uh, Sam, especially with like his background had, this cool logical approach to it because he they even had the conversation of like you're not gonna kill this random guy and he's like of course i'm not gonna kill him i'm like okay like he understands and yeah. and i do wonder like uh especially because their particular example is a future thing um not a you killed someone in the past or did something bad in the past but um i don't know i i, I did like the idea of this this spirit being very persuasive to those other two, especially in the sense of like, not just the idea, but the feeling that it gives you um, Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, I got to kill this guy. Let me go ahead and do it. Um, Versus Sam who got that same persuasion tactic, but he's like, of course I'm not going to kill him. So just to touch on something you said there, um, do you you guys also think Dean's being a little bit of a hypocrite here? You can't just kill a man. Is that what you're talking about? Yep. <laughs> okay, Dean. Like, what's the difference between killing this guy and killing uh, someone who is infected with a virus who hasn't actually done anything yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the same. That's a good point. I think, uh, I mean, Dean's just a killer. We know that. Stone cold. Um, so he just doesn't, he does, you know, rules for thee, not for me type thing. So yeah, I guess that's the definition of a hypocrite. So. I like Sam trying to talk his way um, out of <laughs> what's going on with the seance with the father. I can explain this. That was so good. For a second, I thought he was gonna like. Well, I didn't know he finished it at the, at the time, but I thought he was like gonna keep like trying to speak over him. I was like, oh, we're just uh, <laughs> just gonna stop right there. But it turns out the seance worked. And that is not an angel. It's just Father Gregory, who thinks he's an angel. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of tragic. Yeah. So it's like, he's just very mixed up and as a spirit has delusions of grandeur. And yeah. it's kind of funny, but like you said, in a tragic sort of way. So, like, his whole spiel, like, definitely, obviously reminded me of Bloody Mary. And it also made me wonder, like, if that's what Bloody Mary was like when she first died, too. Of this, like, okay, I'm definitely killing bad people. And if the line kind of became blurred later on, and then if Father Gregory, if they hadn't caught Father Gregory and stopped him, if he would have kind of continued down that same path of, okay, I'm killing, like, rapists, do I end up killing bank robbers? Mm-hmm. I love that theory because I, I love that. I love that insight in the season premiere. And then I love what you just did, where you took that concept and put it back to Bloody Mary. Oh, that's beautiful. It all ties together. (laughs) This actor, he did a good job. 
for Father Gregory. For someone who was had such little screen time, um, they really did a nice job with the casting on him. I think mm-hmm. he kind of knocked this whole little tragic character out of the park. I think it's cool that he was younger, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it allowed us to be like, okay, so, like, he's not as wise as the older, you know, priests, and maybe a little bit more not as grounded in his thinking. Uh, so while this has been going on, Dean's been tailing um, this guy that Sam's supposed to kill, and he lost him on the side street for a minute. Uh, we see that this guy is actually going to rape this girl. Mm-hmm. But Dean gets there in time, breaks through that window, smashes his head off the steering wheel. I was sitting there. I was like, do you think he tried just opening the door the, the first time? <laughs> <laughs> he's a pro. No. He knew. <laughs> Later on, when he's like chasing him, like I was like, how is he getting away? Like you got the Impala versus like this Buick or something weird. So I had that exact same thought. Um, but then my other thought was like, well, he doesn't want to get ahead of him. So he's just following him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's just following him until he stops. Like I don't know what your other plan would be. Yeah, it wasn't because there were multiple times where I'm like, he could just like pit maneuver him. Yeah, yeah. Because we all yeah. are very good at pit maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, instead, um, this guy just gets final destination. Wow! Right <laughs> through the heart, man. Yeah, that freak accident was just so beautiful that it makes me believe in god you know like it's like preordained or something so at the end sam and dean meet up back at the hotel to kind of debrief on what they've discovered um and sam's real upset because it wasn't an angel and dean's confused because he thinks he has witnessed god's will (sighs) what happened god's will is for the man in the truck to go to jail what man what what's happening the the man whose pole impaled the <laughs> rapist is going to jail. I mean, maybe that's a bad guy. I was gonna say, well, I wonder if it's like, well, this man's a rapist and this man does not secure his load. So <laughs> this, we're gonna kill some birds with stones and have one impale the other. Well, I mean, really, it's like three birds with one stone. It's because we got this guy in jail, we got this guy killed, and we got Dean to maybe be a believer. Yeah, it doesn't even believe in me. I think another, like, besides this guy dying, I like, I think a big part of it is the fact he got, like, impaled through the heart, too. Ooh, good point. That is the same method of execution. Yes, so both the other victims, well, I think all three, um, died by being stabbed in the heart. That's a very good point. Uh, okay. I mean, it's still pretty dumb. <laughs> I, I, I still have those same criticisms. Our concept of Dean being a stone cold killer has really <laughs> changed my perspective on this rewatch of Supernatural because Dean came back and they met up and blah, blah, blah. And Dean was like really kind of out of it because of his experience. And, um, Sam was like, well, what happened to so-and-so? And he said, he's dead. And <laughs> Sam said... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Sam said, did you? And like, it's not comedic. It's not supposed to be comedic, but it's so funny. <laughs> so I'm going to keep looking for those. I'm sure they're going to come up a lot, but it just makes the rewatch so enjoyable. 
during this ending scene, um, I liked the music um, with uh, with Knocking on Heaven's Door mm-hmm. playing in the background, which is a really cool end to this because one, I mean, we've been talking about death and heaven and whatnot, uh, but two is kind of that like flash forward of like Sam like realizing like his life could be over soon. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was good. Reviews? Reviews? Reviews. I'm going to go ahead and give this eight freak accidents out of 10. I mostly just enjoyed, like I mentioned earlier, the, I mean, this happens bef- happened before, but it's, it's fun is there's one main argument between the brothers and that becomes the whole theme of the episode. It's fun because you really, you really can see from their perspective. Um, Cause we once again have a situation in which just the couple of years older that Dean is really makes a difference on his life um, for when their mom died, uh, completely scrapping his faith for his entire life um, because his mother believed in angels and she died. Um, Sam, who did not have the same relationship because he was an itty bitty baby, grew up with his own beliefs. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun to have these things come up and they did a great job. Uh, talk some points because I've I've had enough spirits for a while, but uh, I'm sure we'll have some more. But I like that uh, they, even though they keep going to the same well of like, oh, it's a spirit. Oh, it's a spirit. They they always have new and unique ways. Those are synonyms. They always have unique ways of dealing with, as far as writing, dealing with spirits. So eight freak accidents out of 10. I'm going to give this five out of oh. 10. Priest, spirit, angels. That burns. Okay. (laughs) Five. Yeah. I, so I left last episode, you know, I gave my 10 out of 10. I was really excited. And when I got to this, it just felt meh. The story was weird. Uh, Not that the concept was weird, but um, the way they went about it, it's a really cool idea of, um, kind of diving in and thinking critically about your faith. Um, And I think this could have been a really, really cool story, but just the way they went about it just felt like it, it wasn't enough. It wasn't deep enough. And I don't know if they were trying to maybe like pull back a little bit because it was like, I mean, we're on season two, like they're still kind of, you know, testing the waters of what they can get away with. Um, and uh, it just felt like this could have been a really gripping, emotional story. And we got Gregory, who needed his last rites <laughs> read. <laughs> and it just didn't touch me emotionally like I think this episode could have if it was written a little bit I don't know, darker um, or something along those lines. Uh, the conflict was weird. I, I was like, I, you guys are both making sense. You're just not listening to each other. I, it, it was just a lot of, a lot of things where I was just like, uh, not following. Um, but yeah, so, uh, five out of 10 pre spirit angels. Yeah. I'm going to agree with Greg on this one. Um, eight faithful Winchesters out of 10. Um, to me, this episode feels Kind of like um, last last week. So last week was like a continuation of the story from Skin. Um, to me, this one's kind of like a continuation of the story from Faith um, from season one. So in that, we kind of started 
started with this foundation of um, how these boys feel about the idea of religion. Um, we barely touched on it then, um, but now we get uh, more of an evolution of that, find out the background of their ideas, and um, we get this, um, like you said, Greg, a unique unique take on a spirit um, who's a pretty new spirit, so he's not like overly violent yet, but there's potential for what he could become, um, and he ends up, they don't have to salt and burn his bones, he ends up just kind of turning himself over, realizing he's done wrong and that it's time for him to move on. And I think that's some pretty fresh for what the show's done so far. Um, so overall, I enjoyed it. Eight faithful Winchesters out of 10. Next week on Supernatural, we're watching season two, episode 14, born under a bad sign. After receiving a frantic call from Sam, who has been missing for more than a week, Dean races to his brother's side. So Sam is gone for a week and I don't think they're going to play into the same. They got into a fight and he ran away uh, <laughs> because he's a little <laughs> kid um, and uh, storyline. So I'm going to say that Sam is just going to look for Joe. I think it's along those lines, though. I think we're going to bring in uh, a recurring character. Maybe they're going to go see Bobby. <laughs> um, Angels are going to be a recurring character character at some point um, where we will find a real angel at some point and will reinforce both of their beliefs. Um, we touched on in this episode that um, the idea from the Bible that angels are more like of God's warriors than these nice beings. Um, if you think we'll see angels, which version do you think they will be? They are warriors, but the same thing that, like, the priest said, like, it's not like a traditional sword and shield. Um, it's going to be, like, more of using their good and light to um, stop things. Okay, so overall, you think they'll be, like, good and helpful. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like, I really want a good versus evil battle. So <laughs> we need the good. For any questions, comments, or smart remarks, send them to naturalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at naturalfriendspodcast and Twitter at natfriendspod. Thank you to our fans and our wives for continuous support. If you enjoyed this, drop us a review and subscribe. Thank you for joining us. We are Natural, Natural Friends. 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 other priest uh, references one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. Um, Bruce, can you name the other nine for me? <laughs> Honor thy father and mother. Don't f- false gods is one of them. Covet your, <laughs> your neighbor's <laughs> wife. <laughs>